In his book, Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering, Tim Keller says this, Christianity does not so much offer solutions to the problems of suffering, but rather provides the promise of a God who is completely present with us in suffering. Now, these aren't just words that author Tim Keller wrote to his readers. A few weeks ago, Tim Keller was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He's one of my heroes and I was devastated by this. But for him, these words aren't just words, they are a promise, a promise that God is going to be with him in his fearful situation. Now I know all of us probably can relate with Tim in, in some way, all of us struggle with worry and fearful, fearful situations. For some of you, you are like Tim Keller. You've experienced a medical prognosis and you're not sure of the future. Others of us are still worried about what's happening with the coronavirus and we're not sure what the future looks like. Others of us were worried about everyday things like our relationships, our finances, our kids, our jobs, the future. That's why we want to kick off a brand new message series that we look at our everyday fears and worries and we're calling this, Do Not Be Afraid. And that is God's promise to us that we don't have to be afraid. To kick this message off, I want to take you to one of my favorite verses in scripture. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Isaiah 41 verse 10. You see, in this verse, we're going to see Isaiah talked to these Israelites who are actually Jewish captives in Babylonia in the sixth century. And Isaiah is speaking to them, but it's actually God speaking through Isaiah. And these captives, they are worrisome. They are fearful. They are discouraged. And they're desperate to hear a word from God. I imagine if you're like me, your ears perked up when you heard about their situation and you're hoping God has a word for you because some of you are tired. Some of you are worried. Some of you are desperate and you need to hear a word from God. See, the Israelites, they find themselves in this dark pit and God speaks a word of promise over them. And now if you fast forward 2,600 years later, this word is a promise for you and for me. So let's look at this verse in Isaiah 41 verse 10. And this is what it says. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So immediately Isaiah is telling us that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be discouraged. You know, it's no accident that we see these words all throughout scripture. In fact, if you looked at do not be afraid or do not worry or do not be discouraged, you added them up. Do you know how many times God tells us those things? 3 
365 times. How many days are in a year? 365. It's no accident that God has placed one command per day for us to think about. He cares so much about us that he has a verse every single day for us so we don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be afraid. And I love that God does that because he knows we are prone to discouragement and fear. It's in all of us. Uh, During the pandemic, I read this life-changing book uh, by an author named Jenny Allen. It's called Get Out of Your Head. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to get it and read it. Because in that book, you see a lot of things that are happening in our mind and things that I didn't even know were there. Things that affect me and affect you on a daily basis, but we don't even know where they come from. And in this book and through her research, she says this, this is staggering. 70% of our thoughts in general are negative every day. Let that sink in. 70% of what are going on in our conscious and our subconscious thoughts are negative. And then she says, 85% of those thoughts are repetitive every day. So 70% of what we think is negative and most of them are repeated from the day before and the day before that and the day before that. And in those negative thoughts, we find buried within those thoughts of fear, thoughts of worry, thoughts that burden us down. And you know what's amazing about God? He doesn't say, get over it. He doesn't say, just change your mind. He doesn't shame us. He enters into it with us. It's the reason why he tells us, hey, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be discouraged. In fact, I have a plan out of what you're going through. And in that plan is a promise. A promise that was for the Israelites who were captives 2,600 years ago and a promise for you and I today. In fact, if I had to sum up Isaiah 41 verse 10 in one bottom line sentence that you and I could take away from this message, it's simple. God promises his presence in our pain. That God promises, no matter if that's physical pain or mental pain or emotional pain, whatever is leading to worry and fear and discouragement, God promises his presence in our pain. And in this verse, he tells us a few ways in which we can hold on to the promise that we don't have to be discouraged, that we don't have to be afraid. The first part of this promise is the next part of Isaiah 41 verse 10, where he says, listen, I am with you for I am your God. My daughter is four years old. Her name is Eden and she's so sweet and so full of life. And at our house, uh, she has her own room and uh, she sleeps, of course, in her bed. And if you were to go and ask her, hey, Eden, do you have your own room? She would say no. Now, she doesn't share a room with her little sister. She doesn't share a room with her older brothers. She will tell you that her roommate is me that she shares a room with me. Here's the reason why. When I put her to bed and I lay her in her bed, I lay on the floor right next to her. 
And when she's trying to go to sleep and maybe she's wrestling because she's scared of the dark or whatever it is, she will look over and see that dad is in her room on his sleeping mat and it allows her to go to sleep. There are times in the middle of the night where she is uh, suffering from a night terror or she's scared of the dark and she will cry out, not for mommy, (laughs) for daddy. And of course, I'll go in there and I'll say, Eden, I'm here, go back to sleep. And what does she do? She rolls right over and goes back to sleep. Why? Because her dad is there for her. It's the same thing with this promise with God that he promises to be with you, that he promises to be your God. And because he is your God, he will neither leave you or forsake you. Like myself in Eden's room, God is always there, especially in the darkest nights of our souls when we feel discouraged and we feel sad and we feel worrisome of what's ahead, God promises to lay on your floor, so to speak. And he'll never leave you because he is there with you. He is your God. For some of you, that's great. Others of you will say, okay, I need his presence. But more than that, I need his help. I need his healing. And Eric, there's a lot of times when I talk to him and I'm like, look, I need you to show up in a really big way. I need you to change my circumstances. I need you to heal that person. And will you do it? Sometimes he does. And we're grateful for that. But other times he doesn't. And when he doesn't, he promises that he will strengthen you. Maybe you've heard of uh, one of my heroes, Johnny Erickson Tata. Johnny Erickson Tata was a healthy, vibrant teenager. And then at the age of 17, she had a diving accident and she was paralyzed. I love how real Johnny is. She's a Christ follower, but she went through a tumultuous time to say the least. She thought about killing herself. She was in a very deep depression and she completely doubted the existence of God. And can you blame her? She has her whole life ahead and she has just one little accent and she can never walk again. Well, she's begging God to heal her. And she even feels like God will do that. And guess what? He doesn't. Now here's the interesting part. After a while, not only does Johnny accept it, She excels because of it. Johnny says in a book that I was reading that she says her paralysis is God's greatest mercy to her. I don't think I could say that, but she has. Why? Because God has strengthened her even in the midst of her hardest situation. Does she want to be healed? Yes. Sometimes healing comes, sometimes it doesn't. But when it doesn't, God promises in your most discouraging times to give you strength to get through it. In fact, Johnny Erickson Tata would say this about God's strength. He has chosen not to heal me, but to hold me. And the more intense the pain, the closer his embrace. For those of you today who are facing intense pain, I want you to know that God promises to be close to the brokenhearted, that he will strengthen you, that he will be there for you, that he promises to embrace you and give you all the strength that you need to go on one more day. 
And then finally, in this packed verse, full of God's promises, because he promises to be there with you in your pain, he says this, I will help you. Well, help should look practically, right? What does that practical everyday help look like for you and me? Well, he says this, my help is that I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Right before verse 10 in verse eight, Isaiah reminds uh, the Israelites that they are his people, that they are in fact the offspring of Abraham. And when he references that part of who they are, what he is saying is, look, don't forget your storied history. Don't forget how God showed up throughout your ancestors and your ancestors before them, that you are part of God's chosen people. Hold on to that during your pain, during your discouragement. But then he says, because you are his offspring, you have hope. Hope of a promise, a promise that you don't see, but a promise you can hold on to in the midst of your pain. And that's what it means for God to uphold us, to lift us out of the pit. He does that with his victorious right hand saying, listen, Christ follower, I know it's hard right now and things may not change, but I have a hope and a future for you. And I want you to hold on to that in the midst of your deepest darkest discouragement that I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. I have a hope and a future for you. Right before I filmed today, uh, Pastor Charles and Todd and I went to visit a very dear friend of ours at his house. This dear friend of mine, I, I spent time with a few months ago, having coffee and sharing life. And it was such a great time for me, but sadly, we were looking at our close friend in a hospital bed. He's deteriorating because of a sickness that he has and he doesn't have a long time to live. When I was at the foot of his bed, right before we prayed, I started to share Isaiah 41:10 with him. And when I got to the promise of what God can do through our pain, I, I just lost it. I, I just started to cry. I, I couldn't contain myself. One, because I know that God's not probably going to heal my friend unless it's truly a miracle. But I also cried because I know the hospital bed isn't the end for him. That God is upholding him with the promise of a future, an eternal future. And we see that clearly through what Jesus has done for us on the cross and through the resurrection. In the darkest moments, even when we're close to taking our last breath, he promises to uphold you by his victorious right hand. He will neither leave you nor forsake you because he has a future for you that's secure for you and I for all of eternity. That's the most amazing thing about God. Sometimes he pulls us out of our suffering and other times he doesn't. But in the end, he has a promise. He promises that you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to be discouraged because he's always present with us in our pain. Let's pray together. Father, so grateful that not only 
do you tell us not to be afraid? You give us a plan to go along with that. That we, you are always with us, your presence, because you are our God. That you always give us strength when we are weak. And in the end, even when we just can't see a way out, you tell us of our eternal promise with you. You uphold us with victory, victory that we see in Jesus. Thank you for your love and grace. Remind us of your presence in the midst of our discouraging times, we pray in your name. Amen. Have a great week.